We are learning the Sicha on Chai Elul in Chelech Test. It begins on page 250. And in this Sicha, the Rebbe discusses the approach of the Friedrich Rebbe to Chai Elul based on the Sicha of the Friedrich Rebbe, which is in Sefer HaSichas and the Likut Diburim. And the Rebbe tells us that when the Friedrich Rebbe spoke this particular Sicha on Chai Elul in the year Tav Shin Hei, 1945, the Friedrich Rebbe said the following, that Chassidim have an old Chassidish Avart, an old Chassidish teaching, which expresses itself two ways. The first way is, and this is a quote, that Chai Elul is the day that has brought and continues to bring Aleban, Achayas, a vitality into Elul. And the second teaching is that Chai Elul gives Achayas, gives a vitality into the service of Ani Dodi Vedodi Li, which is a postdoc in Shir Hashirim that indicates that I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me, that the initiative is taken by us, the Jewish people, and the response comes from Hashem. And the Rebbe tells us that being that the previous Rebbe gave over to us both of these versions regarding the theme of Chai El, it is understandable from here that both of these are important and proper, and each one has something in it that the other one doesn't. So we have to understand, if in the first version we say that Chai Elul brings a vitality into Elul, without explaining anything more, literally it means that it brings a spirit of life into all the things that relate to the month of Elul, including also the awakening that a Jew has that a Jew has in all categories of divine service that happen in this month. And we know that in the month of Elul, the letters Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed, the four letters that spell the word Elul, we've been taught several times, and it's well known, that these really represent different types of service in the month of Elul. And we'll review them right here, as the Rebbe does in the Sicha. The first one the Rebbe brings is the words, that Hashem will make it happen, that somebody may inadvertently hurt someone by accident, and therefore Hashem says, but I will prepare for you cities of refuge where you can run to, to be saved from anyone who is trying to avenge, your, to avenge the blood of the one who was hurt. And this represents the Avodah of Torah, because cities of refuge are called are Miklot. Miklot means a shelter, a place of refuge, a place that holds, and Chazal tell us about, sages teach us about the Torah, that the words of Torah, Colton, they hold us, they provide uh, sustain, they provide uh, security for us, and they absorb us into them. So this representation of the four letters of the world of Elul represents the service of Torah study in the month of Elul. Ani ledodi vedodili, which we mentioned in the beginning, a postdoc in Shir Hashirim, the first postdoc was in Parshas Mishpatim and Chumashmos, this is a pasuk in Shir Hashirim. I am my beloved, and my beloved is to me. Is to me. This represents tefillah, divine service. What happens when we daven to Hashem? So one of the translations of tefillah is that it connects. When we pray to Hashem, it connects Yidin with Hashem. We speak to Hashem, and Hashem responds and is connected to us. The other one is Ish Yonim, a pasuk in the story of. Purim in Megillas Esther, and there we learn what do we do to celebrate Purim. Ish a man gives to his friend 
gifts of food, that's Shalach Manus, so Matanas Lavyonim, and gifts to the poor. So this is the experience, the service of Gimelus Chasadim, extending acts of loving kindness, going out of your way for another Jew. And the fourth verse that's brought over here is also a verse from Chumash, Shemal Hashem Elokecha, God will unclog, and it uses the letters of the word Elul, Es Levavcha, your heart, Ve'es Levav Zarecha, a pasuk which teaches us about the concept of tshuva, that Hashem will open up our hearts and will help us to get back to him in re and come back to our source in the service of Hashem. So now that we know that, that when we, ex we explore this first version, that the Friti Kereb teaches us that Chai Elul is a day that has brought life into the month of Elul, Elul represents, by virtue of the four letters of the word, four different teachings that we have regarding the different types of service that we experience, particularly in Elul, the study of Torah, tefillah, prayer, acts of loving kindness, and tshuva. So why do we need to have the second version of this thought, which says, as we said before, we'll repeat, that Chai Elul, the eighth day of Elul, brings a life into the avoda of Ani Dodi Vedodi Li. Ani Dodi Vedodi Li is only one of the four manifestations of how we serve Hashem, which we emphasize um, with the other three during the month of Elul, but this is only one category. So what does this add to the original phrase that we quoted, that Chai Elul brings life into the month of Elul, which would, of course, incorporate all four forms of service. In continuation, we learn that these two versions, this is also based on the Sikh of the Friedrich Rebbe, fit in very well with the great qualities of the day that are represented by the fact that Chai Elul happens to be the birthday of what uh, Hasidim calls Sheha Ma'oros Hagdolim, the two great luminaries. The first one being the Baal Shem Tov, it is the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov, who is the founder of Hasidus in general, general Hasidus, and then the birthday of the Alter Rebbe, who followed after the Baal Shem Tov, after the Mizritcher Magi, then he established the Hasidus of Chabad. What is Hasidus Chabad in relationship to Hasidus in general? So even though Hasidus Chabad is definitely a continuation of general Hasidus, of bringing Hasidus down into the world in a manner that we can appreciate Elokuz godliness in Chabad, Chachma bin Andas, the different intellectual capacities that God has given us, this still has a special uh, novelty that the general Hasidus does not have. And therefore, it would make sense now to help us understand a little bit better when we speak about the avod of Ani Dodi Vedodi Li. That even though Ani Dodi Vedodi Li is only a detail in the general Indian of Elul, it accomplishes something very basic in the general way we serve Hashem and all the other ways of serving Hashem in this month. And all of the other ways of serving Hashem can be done in a higher manner through the study of Hasidus Chabad, just like the Hasidus Chabad of the Alter Rebbe helps us appreciate general Hasidus in a higher level as well. And now we're going to try to understand this a little bit, a little bit better. 
Now, Chai Elul is the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov, and it brought a Chayus into Elul, because general Hasidus brings a general vitality, a general life, force of life into service to Hashem, and this encompasses a Jew, and this permeates a Jew in all levels of serving Hashem. So if we look from that angle, that Chai Elul is the birthday of the Baal Shem Tov, that's what it is. And as far as looking at Chai Elul as the birthday of the Alter Rebbe, who established Hasidus Chabad and brought a particular life into the service of Anila Dodi Vedodi Li, and with that into all the services of Hashem, because Hasidus Chabad is particularly connected with the service of Anila Dodi Vedodi Li and brings that into all the other ways of serving. So now we're going to try to understand what is really the difference between general Hasidus, which was established by the Baal Shem Tov, revealed to us by the Baal Shem Tov, and Hasidus Chabad. And the Friedi Kerebe actually tells us this difference in a very short statement. The, Baal Shem, the previous Rebbe tells us that the Baal Shem Tov showed us That's Yiddish, and in English it means that the Baal Shem Tov told us how one should, how one is supposed to go about serving Hashem. And the Alter Rebbe showed us how we are able to actually bring this into practice. So it seems that from the Baal Shem Tov, we know that we must serve Hashem a certain way. And the Alter Rebbe shows us how this is possible. Now, if we look at this literally, it would seem that from the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, we learn how we are supposed to serve Hashem. But it would seem from the statement that we don't see from here how we are able to actually practically achieve what it is that we must achieve. So this alone leads to a bit of uh, a problem of a question. How could we say that the Baal Shem Tov did not show us how practically to serve Hashem? On the contrary, the Baal Shem Tov was able to set up an extraordinary amount of Talmidim, great, great students who were followed by their students, who were great holy people who served Hashem according to Hasidus, even before Hasidus Chabad came on the scene. And similarly in the generations that followed after the teachings of Chabad were revealed to us, and even those that did not get involved in the actual study of Hasidus Chabad, they still certainly knew not only how that one must serve Hashem, but certainly practically, they definitely knew how to serve Hashem according to Hasidus. So what does this mean? So to try to understand this, we're going to continue with the Rebbe's explanation. And in order to understand the Rebbe's explanation, we will preface it with how the Rebbe prefaces his explanation. That if one really wants to understand what happened when Hasidus was revealed? That first, we had the revelations of Hasidus, of general Hasidus. And that, afterwards, was followed through with Hasidus Chabad in a specific way, through Chochmah Bin Andas. So this really parallels the way Torah in general was given, handed over to the Jewish people, and the patterns in which we study Torah and the way we, Torah was given to us, and the way we developed our understanding of Torah. 
to the present time, all the way to the time of Mashiach, is really parallel in the way Torah in generally initially was given to us. What was given to us when we stood at Har Sinai? So we learned that we received the written Torah. What is the written Torah? Well, first we got, of course, the Asaris Dibros, and then we had first two Dibros, then we had the Asaris Dibros. Then we have the whole Chumash. What is really in the Chumash? So we actually uh, learned that in the, we were given all the revealed halachos that were revealed to us and to our children. That means that all the halacha that would then be taught in the oral Torah were also given at Sinai. And together with that, we're given the principles, the systems by which we study the Torah, by which we take out different laws from different ways things are written, etc. What are the midos? What are the rules with which we study Torah? How does one study Torah Shabbat? How does one study the oral Torah? How can the oral Torah be learned out from the verses in the Chumash? How can we understand the depths of the halacha? How can we understand the reasons for the halachos and all the tremendous discussion that follows the halachos? So there was a system given to us by Hashem through Moshe Rabbeinu that is applied all the time to the study of the oral Torah. And after that, through when a Jewish person studies Torah, according to these principles, which were given to Moshe and which were transmitted from generation to generation, by applying these rules and these principles intellectually with our minds, we figure out many, many different things in the Torah. And we figure out, the expression is, we figure out new expositions, new explanations, new insight into halacha, in an infinite manner, we can go on and on and on, and there is nothing that is not going to be there. And this is one of the explanations of the well-known teaching of our Chachamim in the Gemara. We have a statement that says like this, In all the future generations, there will be many students who will be studying Torah, and anything that an experienced student will come across or will create with his own mind a novel thought in the study of Torah, this has already been given to Moshe Rabbeinu at, to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. If we just look into this statement a little bit, we have an actual contradiction in the statement itself. We say, Hakol nitan l'Moshe Messinai. We say that everything that anyone will discover in the future, a worthy student of Torah, everything has already been given to Moshe at Har Sinai. So if that's the case, if, if it has already been given to Moshe at Har Sinai, it's not called a chidush. A chidush means something novel, something brand new that has not been there before. So how can we say that anything that any student will discover through his studies in the future has already, in the matter of a chidush, kol she will find something novel, something new that has never yet been explored. How can we say that that came from Moshe if it's a chidush, if it's something new? Obviously, it wasn't given to Moshe, it's appearing for the first time. So that's one thing we have to figure out. Another thing we have to figure out, and I'm sure we all ask this question when we learn about how the Torah was given, how can we say that Moshe Rabbeinu, in such a short time, 
after the Torah was given, or before it was given, was able to learn the entire Torah with all the novel chidushim, with all the novel explanations from every single experienced student until the end of time. And if we're speaking, we go even further, the, all the novel teachings of Torah, even that which Hashem speaks about, that in the times of Mashiach, a new Torah will come from him, the Torah of Mashiach, which will be incomparably greater than anything before, how could Moshe have ever learned all of this? And one of the explanations for this is that Moshe Rabbeinu received the written Torah and the oral Torah from Hashem in Shamayim with all the principles of the Torah, how to learn, how to extrapolate, how to figure out the details in the literal meaning of Torah, or if we're learning Remez, where we have things that allude to other things, or if we learn Medrash, or if we learn the inner secrets of the Torah, Kabbalah, etc. And what is the student doing? The student comes and learns it according to those principles, and he figures out the details that he's trying to figure out. And this is what, seemed, this is what makes it a chidush, because Moshe Rabbeinu himself did not learn every single detail that would be figured out or discussed in the future. As a matter of fact, we have a lesson from our Chachamim that when Moshe Rabbeinu saw Rabbi Akiva learning and extrapolating all kinds of things of the Torah, all kinds of tilei tilin shel halachos, all kinds of mounds upon mounds of halacha that Moshe Rabbeinu did not even know. In other words, Moshe was given all the principles and all the generalities, but Moshe did not necessarily study every single detail, and perhaps that's what we mean when we say that the students of the future will be machadr something, even though the whole Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. But if we say that anything that we figure out in Torah has to be built upon the principles that Moshe Rabbeinu actually received directly from Hashem, so it would seem that everything, everything is already included Maybe in a hidden way, but everything seems to be included in what was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. And nonetheless, when the new student is working, uh, toiling and laboring with his own intellect to reveal a specific detail of the oral Torah, according to the principles which have been transmitted by Moshe Rabbeinu, he is actually accomplishing a chidush, and this chidush becomes a basic way of learning Torah, and we know that it is an obligation for every single yid, not only to study that which comes down in books that came before us, but actually to be mechadesh, actually to come up with new ideas, new understandings in halacha and in midrashim and in the revealed part of Torah and in the hidden part of Torah. So now we're going to try to have to understand this, and then we're going to be able to use this explanation to understand what is it that Hasidus Chabad brought about relative to general Hasidus, and how does this become a chidush in the Torah of Hasidus? The Rebbe goes on to explain another thing we pointed out. How come, indeed, can we say that everything that the great experienced student with lots of toil and labor comes across by applying the principles of learning and a lot of intellectual sweat why is this called a chidosh? Let's think about that. Is it really something new? And we said that Moshe certainly did not necessarily learn every single din. 
in every single detailed way. And what is meant by a chidush? A chidush means that this thing that was recently discovered, that became a chidush, that was not revealed earlier in any way, but if it's a chidush, perhaps it was not there even in some kind of nuclear kind of way, even in some kind of potential way. So if we say everything was, give, was given to Moshe, revealed or not revealed, why would we call this a chidush? And to answer this question, we're going to mention two terms that the Rebbe uses in answering the question. We know that when we talk about different topics, different subjects, we have two dimensions. We have what's called chefza, the actual object that we are discussing. In this case, it would be Torah. And we have the gavra, the person, the subject who was studying the Torah. So we have a topic that is being learned. And it was not around before it was not revealed. And then we have the person who was learning. Let's apply this to our topic. If we speak about Torah Baal that was really all included in the Torah when it was given at Sinai, but it was very, very hidden until even Moshe, that knew all the principles and all the systems of learning Torah and of being able to extrapolate details from generalities, he did not necessarily know all the details that Rabbi Akiva students were learning at some later point. And it only became revealed by those Talmidim, those students who revealed it. And that is why it is called a chidush. It is not a chidush in the Torah itself. It is a chidush that relates to the actual person who was studying, because that particular person was able, with his own intellectual God-given ability, to figure that out with toil and labor and much sweat. And as far as that student is concerned, it is definitely a chidush, because nobody else had figured it out that way before. And this is one of the reasons why every Yid must be able to find a, to be able to figure out his own chidosh and Torah, to use his seichel to come upon a new discovery. Because what is intellect really? Let's think about that. When we study an intellectual concept, so the one who studies it and understands it, it really becomes a part of them. And it doesn't mean that they know it now because somebody else who I trust, who he trusts, uh, made certain to help him understand that this is really so. And sometimes we know things because people tell them to us and we believe them. But that would not be called chidush. Chidush would be that I am able to take my own intellectual capacities, my own understanding, and work and work and work until I understand it so well that it becomes an actual part of me. And being that the whole purpose of learning Torah is that the intellect, the human intellect, should become one, should form a perfect unity with the intellect of Hashem, as we call it, Yichud Nifla, a wondrous unity. Therefore, when a person does this, he actually fulfills a shleimus. He actually fulfills a certain type of perfection for his neshama, which comes about this kind of learning, because there is the actual unity of the essence of one's intellect with the essence of Hashem. And now we can better understand that Rebbe tells us that this is the difference between the way Torah was given to us by Hashem and the way we follow through later with our own studies. So how was Torah given to us? So we have a pasuk. 
in Mishlei that tells us, I have given you a good lekach, a good giving away of something. I have given you the Torah. When we learn that Hashem gave us the Torah, and that's why we have it, what is the emphasis on? The essential emphasis is on the fact that we have been given something. That something which we have been given has come from above and has been given to us by Hashem. And this can be understood, for example, when we have a teacher and a student, and the student acquires something from the teacher. For example, the Rebbe gives us an example that there is a teacher, and the teacher really has a great understanding of a concept. He understands it, its length, its width, its depth, and he is teaching it to the student. So when you understand something really well, how do you teach it to the student? So Chachamim tell us, we do it, we give it over to the student in a general, a brief way, in some kind of condensed version. We give him the point of the idea without the details. And even though the point has, the gen or the generality has in it all the details, but you cannot tell in that general principle the actual existence of each detail. But after the teacher has given it over to the student, what happens then? We hope that this will become absorbed in the actual mind and heart of the student. And how does this happen? So the student has to take it and has to analyze it in all his details. And only after analyzing all the details and all the relative parts, at all of the parts and how they relate one to the other, finally he feels through all his hard work that this is really the explanation of that point and now he understands it completely. For example, when we learn Mishnayas, which is, according to the Rambam, a very brief uh, explanation of the laws of the Torah, and when we learn it, in its depth, and when we learn it completely, it's not really from reviewing the words of the Mishnah so much as it is by looking into it at full scope, by analyzing the discussion of this Mishnah and the different debates among the scholars of the Gemara and all those who came after the Mishnah and etc. forever after how this was learned, and only then does the Mishnah become clear, clearly understood by the one who is studying? And here we're getting closer to the conclusion, so the Rebbe says, similar to this, is the difference between general Hasidus and Hasidus Chabad. General Hasidus that the Baal Shem Tov gave us, and Hasidus Chabad, which we got afterwards from the Alter Rebbe. When the Baal Shem Tov revealed Hasidus to the world, the emphasis was that this is something that comes from Hashem, from Hashem and from the Tzadikim, who teach it that resemble the Ebesh Deras Chachamim tell us in the Medrash that Tzadikim are similar. They are modeled after their creator. They resemble their creator. And that is why when we study general Hasidus, a great emphasis is placed on the idea of Emunah, where we learn that Tzadik Be'emunoso Yichya, which we know is a posuk in Tanakh, in the book of Habakkuk, and it has a great, a great emphasis in Chassidus of the Baal Shem Tov, that we don't only say Yechia, the Tzaddik lives by his Amuna, but Yechia, the Tzaddik gives life by his Amuna. 
What is Amuna? Amuna is not something we arrive at through our own achievement. Amuna is something which comes from above. A Yid gets it because he's a Yid. He inherits it from his parents. The student inherits it from his teacher. And every single person becomes a Mekabal, a recipient of this Amuna. And what did the Alter Rebbe do with this? So the Alter Rebbe took this Hasidus that was taught by the Baal Shem Tov and made it possible that all the things, all these lofty gifts from heaven that are revealed to us in the general Hasidus of the Baal Shem Tov, that they should come down further in our own intellect, that we can work through them, toil and labor through them, with our own God-given gifts. So when a Yid works hard to understand Pnimius HaTorah, Hasidus, the inner teachings of Torah, Torah HaChasidus, and by learning it and trying to understand it with our own mind, in addition to the Amuna that we have, we also appreciate it on the level of intellect. And then we have the advantage that the highest, the spirit, the vitality, the enthusiasm that we have in serving Hashem is not only because we have a Muna and we're children of the Ebeshter and we get it as an inheritance from our parents, but it becomes something which we own through our own hard effort. And this is what, in conclusion, Rebbe tells us that when the Friedrich Rebbe said that the Baal Shem Tov showed us the Mandartin and them Ebeshter, how we must, how we sh must serve Hashem. Every Jew, every Yid is able to serve Hashem. And the Altarebbe came and showed us how this is possible. What is the main difference between Vimendarf, that one, how one should, and Vimenken, how one is able to? So these are the words of the Rebbe. Vimendarf. In Vimendarf, Herzichandi had Gosha of them Indian, Vimendarf as ton, while as Ervertim, Mont no Milo, Uncumt no Milo. So we know that we have to serve Hashem because we appreciate the fact that Hashem wants us to do this, and we do it because this is what Hashem wants. It is a, the will of Hashem from above, and it emphasizes that uh, one must do it. The Menken emphasizes that we can do it by ourselves. We can take this gift from above and we could bring it down into something where we don't only feel that it's above, but we have an understanding of what it is and it becomes an integral part of Hashem. So certainly and at the most basic level, the Rebbe Sech's general Hasidus definitely accomplished the practical service of the Ebeshter through the ways of Hasidus. And we know that the highest, the life force, the vital spirit of Hasidus definitely uh, permeates a person in all the things that a Yid does. We know that a Jew who learns Hasidus, general Hasidus, Hasidus of the Baal Shem Tov, will definitely be affected with a special spirit in his davening and in his learning and in his doing of mitzvot, kol masecha, every single thing he does. And it will be done in a superior manner with a new kind of chayus that did not exist in the same way, was not so revealed in the same way before the Baal Shem Tov. But being that this is a chayus that comes from above, 
And it really is because of the emuna, the deep belief that he has in the Ebeshter, it is a highest kloli, we'll call it a general vital force, which encompasses the person and also affects all the details of the person's life in equal measure. It doesn't matter what the person is doing, whether he is davening or he is learning or he's giving zakah or whatever the person is doing, it just indicates the fact that it doesn't matter what I do, but everything that I do is a result of the deep amuna that I have. So it is all one general feeling based on one general principle which comes down in one general way in all the different aspects of the person's existence. For example, when we talk about amuna, that we know that amuna in Hashem is definitely brings life into all the details of divine service. And it's not really so relatable to the particular avoda that is being done, but it's relatable to the very general being and life of this yid that lives with his amuna, and therefore automatically everything that the person does is done with, is done with a chayas, with a vital force, and with a gishmak, with a good taste, and with great enjoyment. But the Alter Rebbe comes and shows not only that that's what has to be done, but how we are able to do this. The Alter Rebbe shows how a person has the ability to actually create a chayas, a vital spirit in the service of Hashem, not only based on his amuna, which is something that we can't grasp and can't comprehend at all, we just know that it's there, but bekoach asma, with one's own abilities and capacities, through working with one's intellect to understand the inner lessons of Torah. And automatically in this manner, in every single particular avoda, a new chayas enter, enters the observance of that particular avoda, because at that point, the person has an understanding of a new depth in the particular specific avoda that he or she is doing. And in conclusion, we are going to say the following. And according to all of this, we will be able to understand that which, which we started with in the beginning of the Sikha, where that have quoted the two statements or the two uh, teachings that the Al-Tareb, that the previous Rebbe mentioned in the Sikh of Chai Elul in the year Tav Shin Hei, about the Chayos that Chai Elul brings into the Avodah of Elul. So if we're going from this angle of general Hasidus, so the month of Elul definitely brings a Chayos Kloli, a general life spirit into the month of Elul in all the different aspects of the avoda, whether it's learning, davening, etc., in a way that we don't feel how the chayus is affecting the davening or the learning or the doing of the good deed in a particular way. But in general, we know we're doing this. This is what Hashem wants us to do. This is a manifestation of our emuna, and this is the life that it brings into the month of Elul. Or in simpler words, the Rebbe says, when a Jew has to make a cheshben hanefesh, when a Jew takes stock, of the life that he led in the previous year, which we do every single Elul. So if we are following the view that Chai Elul brings a life force into Elul, so a Jew will think about his general standing, his general situation regarding his Avodah Hashem. So we know we have to make a specific 
accounting for everything we did in every detail of our lives and every detail of our divine service. And otherwise we're not doing a true stock taking, but what are we most concerned about? We are most concerned about in general, what is the sum total of my situation at this point? Am I properly connected to Hashem by all the things I've done or not done in the past year? Or maybe not so because some things were not done right. But the Al Tereba accomplished through revealing Chasidus Chabad, the Avoda of Chasidus, which comes the Koach Asma, which comes with our own human faculties that Hashem endowed us with. And this brings a special chayas. It says in the second vart that the Friedrich Rebbe quotes, not into Elul, but into Anila Dodi Vedodi Li. And we had asked in the beginning. Isn't Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li one of the four uh, manifestations of the word Elul, four ways of serving Hashem, as we said? And why is this one singled out? And here's the ultimate answer that Rebbe says, because this order, Ani Lidodi, followed by Vidodi Li, this represents the Avoda, which begins with Isarusa de Litata. As we said, in the beginning, that anila dodi vidodi li, that a yid takes the initiative when it comes to his relationship with Hashem, and then he brings about that Hashem comes, comes closer to him, and this will be accomplished more and more because not only is the person doing this because he has the zipa muna aroused in him, but it will be an even stronger type of avoda because he is doing it since he himself invested all the effort with his own capacities and his own hard work, and now he is the owner of this, practically and concretely. And in the Rebbe's last words in the Sikha, the Rebbe says, This brings a whole new spirit of life into all the categories of serving Hashem, not only the category of tefillah, which literally connects a yid to Hashem, but through the learning of Torah, through doing another yid a favor, through practicing Ahavas Yisrael, in the tshuva that we do, on any level of tshuva that we do it, azay Aleh, that all of these different manifestations of our avoda will be done in a manner of anila dodi, an avoda which comes from exercising our own God-given gifts. May Hashem grant everyone a tzivach simatova, and may we be able to fulfill all these lessons, these illuminating lessons that we study in their fullest and merit to meet Moshiach now. Thank you.